Thanks for listening to Seal City SD. I'm Nick McCann. I'm joined by Seals Jaga. Hey, it's still the greatest time of the year. Pachanga season. 2020's hot Pachanga. <laughs> I didn't get to go last weekend. Things are coming to a head. <laughs> We're also joined by Andy Keats. I miss Pachanga, guys. It has been too long. I've got the itch. Big yeah. Strike Force fan, I know. Jeez, oh, I need I need to get in that Strike Force. Are we Force doing season. a Seal City SD field trip to the Strike Force? <laughs> Yeah, we sh- and also take up meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I put in my research last week at uh, Disney on Ice over at Pechanga. Just had the itch yeah. to get down there. We're, Not we're with th- your kid. You just went Alone, to, to yeah. like see the, what the concessions are like right. during that <laughs> event. Was it a full-blown concess- concession event? or Full-blown, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I doubt Pechanga is more, ever more crowded than Disney yeah. on Ice. Was it? Oh, was yeah. it jammed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, you know what? There's a hot product that's coming back that has come back to Pachanga. Well, it will in about a month and a half. <laughs> the seals, the seals swag is back. That's what I heard at Coronado Brewing on Saturday night from a nice older woman who had a full uniform on, and she was thrilled that the the seals took it uh, took the game from New York. So. Well, it's really great that Westberg's mom made it out yeah. to the event. <laughs> Hey, you know, the event was great. Coronado Brewing is really comfortable. And there was a whole side of the brewery that was locked in. The, the reception was choppy, but every time the, the reception went out, they scored. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I was bummed I didn't get to, to make it. I was glad that they did that. That Coronado watch party is more appealing to me than like a hotel conference room. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, but they did win last week, which is good. So they're it's two, been a while. And, two and five now. It was uh, starting to look pretty grim if they kept running off losses there. So you got to see the flow of the game. I did. Yeah, I watched. I pretty much had the game, and I was I was flipping back and forth with the Sixers and Lakers. Which I'm sorry to admit that, but uh, <laughs> uh, I saw. I mostly saw the game, and they looked good to me. I think. I think. You no, know, it's hard to differentiate how much was because they're playing the worst team in the league, who's also an expansion team. Maybe that was the main reason, but they looked. Uh, more cohesive on offense, and Casey Jackson seems to make a difference. Yeah, so he's back. He's and back. He hasn't. He wasn't back when we last recorded. So, well, it's been a while. Yeah, the the season has taken a, a dangerous turn since the last time we we podcasted. I think with the, you know, there was an extended period of very sad games uh, was. for this team that luckily was broken last week, but. Um, and bad on multiple levels. It was like they looked bad. They were losing and. When they were home, the attendance was not great. Just, yeah, the the feeling of last year had dissipated, it seemed like. I mean, I was still watching the games. I haven't missed a game, I don't think. Um, but, like, they they just looked bad, right? Like, yeah. they, it wasn't even close. They weren't even close games. They were, they were clearly outmatched on the floor. And, and, I mean, some of that's because they were playing some of the better teams in the league. But, like, they played Calgary, who doesn't have their best player, and who has performed terribly without Dane Doby? Hated Dane Doby. Yeah. Prick. And we suspended. Still, still suspended. Still yeah. suspended. I think yeah. one more game. Um, wonder why. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't even look good against them. I mean, yeah. it's been it's been bad. I mean, they beat Vancouver in overtime, which was a pretty thrilling end. But let's not captain kid ourselves. The winning goal. 
Yeah, I mean, let's which not is not like, like Vancouver is a bad team also. Yeah, so it's a bad team that you beat in overtime because a defensive player gets a one-on-one break with the goal. Yeah. It's not it's not like you controlled you controlled the face off yeah. and ran your offense and got a got a goal on the goal on the doorstep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not great. It's not great, but I I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the optimist in me, but I'm kind of looking ahead and thinking, okay, you got Jackson back. Fields is playing well, and I think while he's not doesn't seem suited to be capable of carrying the offense, if you get Stotts back and you have Stotts, Berg, Jackson, Greer, Noble, and the and Fields, that does seem like a formidable offense that could that can put up points. Well, let's get to the defense because yeah, yeah that's that's, the, well, that's the, the thing through the the bad streak was that there wasn't one weakness you could point at. Like literally everything about the team was terrible. Yeah, including they, something that we had never really contemplated as a weak spot, which is goalie. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, the team had allowed. I mean, they they'd played more games. So, it's, but on a per game basis, they were one of the worst in goals allowed. One of the worst in goals for. Like th- there was nothing. I could point at during that cold streak that you could be like, well, there's this that there's this bright spot, right? Like, I think there was one at one point, and this might not have lasted long, but they were uh, the most penalized team in the league, mm-hmm. and so that is a that's a bad statistic. But it was kind of like, well, if you straighten that up, things might be better. But yeah. So you mentioned the goalie. Um, yeah. This goes back to the home opener, right? Which was a, a terrible. I mean, it just. A lot of questions like uh, that I would have for Patrick Merrill for that game, where he he basically yo-yoed Frank Frank in and out of the game, yeah. finally settling on benching him. Um, he looked awful, looked pretty awful in the game after that. Yeah, but they stuck with him. Stuck with him. Um, he did not play in the last game, the victory. Right, he was injured. Injured. I don't know if that's in quotation marks. I, I don't know the the whole injury thing with this team is very it's. They're not open. They're about not it. open about it. Is um, that a league-wide thing that, that you've heard, or have you seen anything about that? Like, I can't imagine it's a directive from the league, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would guess that it's not a directive, but given that we don't know why the reigning MVP is suspended for half the season, I can't imagine that they have especially strict injury reporting requirements. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a fan, though, like I watched the game last week and I, I was curious, like what's yeah. what's wrong with them? Like now, the the reason I think he probably has a legitimate injury is because they put themselves into such a tough spot they, so they don't have a third goalie right on their Connor roster. Kiernan was so Connor was, and you can't suit up your backup goalie as like a as a floor player and then just be like oh, okay let's let's change his pads and get him in the, in the cage so he had to dress as a second as a second keeper and meaning he wasn't available to play on the floor which you know I don't think they would go to those extents to that extent if Celiano didn't have a real injury and let's be clear Demude looked really good uh, he certainly looked better than I've seen Celiano this year sure yeah I mean the thing with Frank is he's let in a lot of easy ones like yeah I I don't know I don't remember it last year but I don't remember him letting in a lot that just go through his legs you know and and there's there was a couple two to three game stretch there where it seemed like it was happening a lot with him it was and I found myself wondering at the time well they picked him up in the expansion draft, and my understanding was that the year earlier he had been benched after being a starter the year prior to that, which meant it wasn't impossible to imagine a team essentially moving on from him due to poor play. So 
while you know after a couple bad games you might say well okay took a couple bad games but it's a couple bad games from a guy who had rebounded last year from a point that somebody had already given up on Mm -hmm. him so it was I thought it was a pretty significant cause for concern and then did look better last week I think so I listened to Patrick Merrill did a a very long podcast with uh with uh, Mike Grace Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. he basically professed his undying loyalty to Frank um said that he's just young which is kind of a long-term um, way to make me feel better about it, but doesn't make me feel better about the next game. Yeah. But I, I think, I mean, like you said, they've kind of painted themselves in a corner where there's no other options, right? Yeah. I mean, they let their backup goalie go in the expansion draft last year. Right. Um, they've got one guy. so Yeah, and he's a rookie. Yeah, so there's not a lot of options here. Um, but, I mean, do you guys think, do, do we have, I mean, this is great for the podcast dramatic-wise, but do we have a goalie controversy? I don't. I mean, if a struggling goalie gets injured and his replacement plays well in the team's second win, how, you have how, to stick how, with how it, right? Is, how is that not a controversy, right? In any sports talk radio setting, that's that's team, what this is. Team Tank or Team Demude? How do you say his yeah. name? Uh, Demude. Yeah, Demude. We'll have to think of something that rhymes with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because really, Frank consists of about. Uh, 20% of the shtick of the in-game uh, announcer at Pachanga. Yeah, a, so. <laughs> there's been a, a real commitment made. <laughs> when to, when Woods yeah. loses the Frank, the, yeah, uh, that bit's gone. I mean, what are they going to do? Well, I mean, I, I would argue more ska, but... Yeah, more ska. More ska in the third quarter, Mike. Yeah. Come on, I know you're listening. But, <laughs> but, I mean, really, like, do you think that this is the type of league where a team could have this kind of this controversy I like I love saying it but you know <laughs> if it was like if if it's a real controversy could it divide a locker room or are these guys just like we play lacrosse on the weekends we're not going to get like too torn about this do you I think mean, that <laughs> they're highly competitive they yeah, are they're no, like, they want to win questioning whether yeah. these games matter like you did on our first episode but like <laughs> no but like could these guys really be in camps within the locker room and would that be a problem that Patrick Merrill should be evaluated on for figuring out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, like when you say like controversy, there's no external pressure. I mean, like this podcast is not <laughs> going to drive anybody to to like feel the heat. But I think it's much more of an internal problem, especially at goalie, where like you know it's it's a big thing because you could do everything right and and then it, and, then it and it falls on one guy. So that's the type of thing that I think would if if the guys who are looking at the looking at tape and and in you know film study breaking down what went wrong if at that level of analysis it is true that Siliano was playing poorly and was the reason you know that that those goals were as bad as they seemed to be to our untrained eyes then yeah I'm sure that would that would weigh on a, a locker room now it might you know it might not that might not be the case it might they might be in there going yeah, these idiots don't know what they're talking about um, those were those were missed assignments and and that you know they, they looked like easy goals because they were you know they were easy shots. Yeah. Well, I mean, can't we take the evidence of the home opener against Toronto that he <laughs> was yanked. indeed playing poorly? Otherwise, right. Merrill wouldn't have benched a healthy Sigliano, right? Yeah, I think so. Were you ever on a lacrosse team where you know the goalie was struggling and there was a, a division on the team whether or not it was the defensive system or the goalie and were like the the defensive players 
I like uh, were they allowing themselves to cast blame on the goalie? Was there ever any of that kind of conflict for you? I was never on that. When high school, we had an exceptionally good goalie. Okay. Played, played college ball. It was maybe the best player on the team. Other um, than you, of <laughs> course. considerably better than me. Uh, I just wonder if that's like a certain thing that could actually be an issue on I've the team. certainly I mean, seen that. You yeah. certainly see it. I mean, especially like goalies make the defensive calls too. They, they call for, for slides and they sort of uh, are the, you know, the, the way the middle linebacker orchestrates a, a football defense. The mm-hmm. goalie does that for, for uh, lacrosse. So it's, it's, it's a significant role aside from just making, you know, making stops as well. So... Yeah, it it would. I would of I would all assume, the areas where you could have a controversy, that would be the the worst one you would want. I mean, I would assume it's one. like other sports with it with a goalie. I mean, soccer, yeah. for instance, like there's so much that's orchestrated on the field among the rest of the team yeah. to to be a, a quality team unit. And the goalie is one of the only positions where I mean, it's kind of them standing alone and their skill against whatever is going on, and it lets down the the rest of the team. I mean, you can have an excellent performance on the field from the rest of the players, and have that negated completely by one player. Yeah, and well, and look, you and it's watch underwhelming. This. I mean, it, it makes it's it's it can take the wind out of a team's sails. Yeah, and you've seen these these games. Uh, it is uh, it is conceded at the start of a possession that there will be a shot. Mm-hmm. The goal of the defense is to get a particular shot. You want you want them to shoot it from one place, one guy uh, at one time, and not another guy at another place at another time. And so, if you get the shot you want and it's consistently going in, then there's no one to look to at that point but the goalie. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on this one because <laughs> <laughs> goalie Frank yeah. versus D. Do, do, do we D. know? I assume we don't know anything. But is Skiliano going to play this weekend? No, they never tell us anything. They never tell God. us anything. This yeah. league needs to get into gambling, <laughs> they, where the injury which, reports matter. Yeah. Which, Speaking of, think, <laughs> we're going to Vegas, right? <laughs> that's true. So we were talking before we went on. Month of February, bi- big one for for the Seals' trajectory in 2020, right? Right. All so, right. Lay out everything we've got going on. Well, so they're two and five. Yeah, right? so and so that this how they do need to build themselves back up into a playoff contender, but yeah, we got the we got the the Vegas game, yeah. which uh, seems to be a big deal for the NLL in general. Because yeah, it's, I got a I got a minor gripe here. They yeah. they keep referring to it as historic, and the, the <laughs> history making aspect of it seems to be that the NLL has never played a game in Vegas, which. I, I mean, I get that it's a first, but I think that's a loose use of the word historic. Look, they got to sell the sizzle. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a cool thing that they're doing, uh, and you know, it's if to the extent that they're testing out that market, I think that's cool. The what the seals have done to uh, promote it and to offer tickets and hotels is all very cool. But is it historic? I mean, like, you know, are, like are, are people going to be gonna talking put this about on the it? same page as like Lincoln Crossing? I mean, in, in two weeks from now, will anyone yeah. be talking about it? Probably not, right? Well, I mean, that's because was, we'll be in the midst of another historic game in, in two weeks. But yeah, well, uh, let's say even in the in the case that it's a screaming success and they award Vegas an expansion team, like how many times is it even going to come up after that? As like, well, we had that yeah. that game that proved the viability of the market, took it, over the town. Yeah, like but, maybe <laughs> during the expansion draft that year. Well, yeah. And, it doesn't help when I hear Steve Govett. Uh, he's done interviews where he's he's basically said that they were preempted out of the sports arena and this was their fallback option. So, 
it definitely wasn't plan A yeah. for this team. Maybe and, and keep I mean, that under the hat. Go ahead and say that this was the this was the. the I mean, when the, the NHL reason. before the NHL opened their season, the first Golden Knights season, did they play a regular season game in Vegas? And was it historic? More importantly, I don't know. I mean, they must have. Maybe they did like an ex, like a, a preseason game. Or yeah. Something? yeah, I, I don't know. So. The fact that we don't know the answer to that, I think, is indicative yeah, telling, of just telling. yeah, not very historic. Yeah. But I think it's cool, and I'm looking forward to the game. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'll be watching on TV. So that'll um, be on the BR Live. They'll have like full, like it's free as well. Full coverage, yeah, yeah full I think oh, wow. free. Okay. So if you have not purchased a uh, a membership and you've shied away from the 2.99 per, this will be the free game this week. Okay, which is nice. So. Well, a conversation we were having when it the, the real dark days of. Uh, December and January. Could this be a look into a possible relocation of the seals if they don't work out here? I mean, <laughs> is that too hot of a topic? No, I, I, I think the league wants to expand. I don't think they yeah. want to move. I mean, they make money on expansion. They don't make money on the move necessarily. Right. No. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's a lot of what you're investing in this league at the ownership level is expansion, is expansion fees. fees. Yeah. And yeah, and, so and that's all the way these... a lot. I mean, most, small minor leagues that's it's kind of a pyramid scheme the earlier you're in it the better because then you reap more of the expansion fees so yeah and it all you know they keep inking these corporate sponsorship deals they got one with at&t last week yeah mgm yeah mgm that get written up at like cnbc and bloomberg and uh they all say that the the league is uh, itching to get to 30 teams which is ambitious that is an ambitious (laughs) expansion from what was it 12 when the seals came in like 14 now i think what are they at now yeah they're at uh 13 13 right now. yeah so yeah 30 is That's more than twice as many as 30 <laughs> as 13 yes. yeah. um so but but in, in any case i think it'll be cool i'm excited to watch it i'm sure. not going i think when we recorded last i was still potentially planning on going someone yeah considering it but yeah. um they do have another special event in yes. february it's uh the game on the What's our official name for it? It's it's at Miramar. Rumble Naval. on the runway. Rumble on the runway. Rumble on the runway. Yes, <laughs> at the Marine Corps Air Station. Pretty good. Miramar. I'm good with yeah, it. yeah. Um, I I know exactly where they're setting up. It's okay. it's right next to the the runway. Um, it sounds like there will be active missions being taken off in the background. Um, Five thousand seat bleachers. Active uh, missions being taken off in the background. Well, training missions. But yeah, sure, I know. I mean, I, know, I, don't know. I mean, they're not. Clo- so they're not closing. <laughs> they're not closing the runway. I mean, there's yeah, going to yeah, be planes yeah. taken off. So will that, that game be, be televised? Cool. My son is going to hate that. I don't know. I mean, Fox should be. Uh, Ta- Tabitha should be there, right? Yeah, I think yeah. she is. Yeah. Although I don't know how the taking off of planes will play with the uh, sound for the TV. I mean, the place is huge. I mean, I don't know yeah, if you've been to true. the air show, but like, it, it's huge. Okay. It's you're quite a ways from the the run. I mean, they're making it sound like the runway is right next to it. it. There's all kinds of space all around. Got it. Okay. Uh, and do you know the capacity for that game? Five thousand. Five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Have you figured out the logistics of how to get on and do that? I just so, sent in my stuff. Okay. What I was told by the team is that the uh, the Iranian crisis has made it much more difficult because the security levels were ramped up, yeah. which is why I, which is what I think prompted them sending out that. You know, an email out to all season ticket holders to send in their like personal data, their driver's license information. Oh, you think because that they're going to run that wasn't part of the plan when it when no, this I was don't booked? think that was part of the plan. Mm. Um, and I think that they originally had hoped that maybe they could offer tickets out to the general public, and then the whole Iranian thing kind of 
kind of put the kibosh on that. So uh, I think it's just going to be us and some some Marines out there. Um, yeah. I don't know what their season ticket holder base, but you know this is actually going to give us a real good look at how many season ticket holders there are. Um, I do know there is a Chipotle on base, so maybe that'll yes, be our pregame. <laughs> pre-game. There's a bowling alley. We could pregame at the bowling alley. Are we not just going to hang out at Brewski's? Or? I'm okay going to Brewski's. <laughs> I, I do think it'll take a, a bit to get on base. Yeah. I, I would probably recommend everyone to leave extra early for that game and just just get on the base. It's probably smarter for us just to go early and get on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds historic. Sounds I mean, very <laughs> historic. But I, I think it does put a highlight on some difficulties for this team in which the last home game was, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, and they're not having another home game until the first week of March. So that's almost a two-week layoff, a two sorry, two-month layoff from Pachanga, um, which you, I could see. I could see playing as a benefit in that there's like pent up demand. Pent up demand, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if it'll play out that way, but I could see it. Which is what led to their huge opening night last year. Right. Was that it started so late that they had so much time to, to sell tickets and push that game. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess it, it remains to be seen. It would certainly help if they aren't two and seven going into or two and nine or whatever they'll be at that point. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely it was easier to push people last year to come to games when you said like oh, they're in first place. It's, right. It's it was after team. Christmas. Right? Yeah. And it was so, all yeah. after yeah. Christmas. Were they were they preempted at Pachanga for uh, the rumble on the runway as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, my understanding is Bad scheduling they are second or third priority. If you're not counting even concerts, concerts are always first. But right. I'd heard that the strike force are surprisingly high on the priority list. Like they are ahead of the soccer's on the priority list. Really? And it all comes down to how much they're willing to pay. Yeah. I guess they're, they're, whoever owns it is willing to pay. Um, well, because, yes, I mean, soccer's have free parking mm-hmm. stuff, so they don't – they they – so, which means that I guess they're paying the operator for that, right? Right, and all the teams are paying. They're just hoping to recoup. recoup Other teams are hoping to recoup that on the on the parking costs. I mean, I'd heard it was like five or six thousand uh, dollars per for, game for the parking lot. Yeah. Hmm. So, what time is the game on March seventh? Is that a night game? That's back to night games. Okay. I think there's only one more day game left, and that is the Rumble on the Runway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the March seventh is going against the the debut of the San Diego Loyal. Big, so maybe that, that big second-tier sports weekend that, that <laughs> yeah. weekend because you've got the Loyal 1904, the Seals, and the Sockers all at home. And then you've also got, I mean, the big strike force. Is that that night? Uh, that Sunday night? Strike force, I think, is in the afternoon. But they're away. So, I mean, be tuned uh, into your YouTube <laughs> stream for that. Yeah. Man. The, <laughs> the Loyal have absolutely covered the digital world in ads i don't know if that's just the uh i'm not fed those ads really okay so that i've maybe i've clicked on something that has got got me in their system but i can't go to a website without getting fed a uh a loyal ad well and the seals are going directly up against them which will be interesting to see same time same day so yeah they're not the new kid on the block anymore no so yeah i don't know i mean I'm going to probably go to the Seals. I'll be at the Seals. <laughs> I am. I've made my choice here. So, let, I mean, let's take stock. Where, where do, where, how do you feel about the Seals right now? I think I'm as engaged as ever. Yeah. I, I'm still, you know, even through the losing streak, it was, 
you know, the games I wanted them to win, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I still enjoyed watching. Yeah. Certainly in person, I've enjoyed watching. I brought the whole family for the the last home game, and everyone loved it. It was a good time. Yeah, um, I've still got a 100% success rate bringing people to games. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the 1 o'clock game really worked for me that – that that was the last home game. And- yeah, and I think there was I think that was considered an undesirable time slot. But for me and my the only reason my family went is because it was a one o'clock game. Um, and so for me, if they could switch all games to one o'clock, it would work. I think that'd me. be great. Yeah, I mean, I've got this theory that I like Saturday at four. Yeah, see, I've got this theory that all the, all of these teams want to be the main event right that yeah. the saturday seven o'clock is their they consider their that's prime your night. position that's your right yeah, build your whole thing around right that. and they're building the marketing around you know it's the party that you can yeah. go to it's three buck beers it's it's your night right there and part of me wonders if it's a better sell to sell it as the pregame yeah. right a four o'clock game go get some beers it's still light out for the tailgate mm-hmm. um and then Go out to dinner after or yeah. something. Go you know, to, make yeah. you still got the night in front of you. I, for me, that's an easier sell. I, I don't know. It, maybe if I was in my twenties, it wouldn't be the same. But I kind of think it would be. Yeah, we're all boring dads. Check yeah. out <laughs> check out the fine midway cu- cuisine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's an Olive Garden and, ch- and Chili's right there. It's yeah. just, the world's wow. your oyster. What's right that? Around. What's that sausage place that's next to Modern Times? Oh that's, yeah, you know I've been driving by that and really wondering that, about it. The place next look, to the dispensary. Yeah. They say that they have live music there. I'm always interested what that entails. <laughs> they all, it had a gigantic Trump banner up for a couple years. Yeah, like, what is it? It's huge. like Hancock Hancock, Hancock Street yeah. uh, Grill or something. Yeah, I, something like that. If any of our loyal listeners have been there, I, I would love a restaurant review. Yeah, genuinely, if you call in with a number that I don't have <laughs> and and let us know how, what happened there. Well, I'm pretty engaged still. I think like that the fact that they're they started off so rough and they maybe they're resurging. It's it add it's added stakes to watching it. Just that they might be competing to just to, to save the franchise. Like, is this going to happen next year? I mean, do we know? <laughs> I feel I feel pretty good about that uh, about that so. question. I don't I don't think that there that things are are that dire. I think attendance is down, which I'm sure is a bummer, and I'm sure they're trying to work on. Uh, well, let's be clear. They're in they're, last place. They're last in attendance. Last like in attendance I ran the attendance per game. They're last um, by a fair margin. But there is some hope in that, in that the Georgia Swarm used to be the worst in attendance, and they're right in the middle of the pack this year, which shows that there's been growth in, in their market. So huh. it's kind of a, the moral of the story might be that if you stick around long enough, you sell the product, you build your fan base, that there is a path to success, which, you know, luckily we're not dealing with an owner who's you know, barely making payments every month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that becomes hard to disentangle is, are we down because we were good last year and now we're bad? Or are we down because last year was the inaugural season and it was new and people t- gave it a look, but it's not new anymore. And so that that has worn off and it has manifested in lower attendance. I don't, Or a combination of those two things. I, I like don't know. I feel like it's probably a combo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It does feel a little different. And it for some reason, it just feels like there's more competition. Yeah. That's what I think too. I mean, if you're if you're a person who's prone to go to like more than one goals game a week, which might be a a, lo- a large crossover, are you going to go to a third night at Pachanga? It's just I I, I can't mean, go down to Pachanga that much, you know. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm on. If you were to draw a curve of of people that go down to Pachanga, like I'm probably 
at the far end of it, like for going the most. Oh yeah, go, going more. <laughs> I mean, than you the just went to Disney on Ice for just for market I research. Mean, I, I I've been there for three weekends in a row. We're like, three times what, a monthers, right? I mean, like, not. what percentage of the city is going three times a month? And like, I'm drawn to the soccer's. I like None. the soccer's, right? I don't None. even go to the goals game. <laughs> Those are like friends of mine. I, I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if I cared at all about the goals, like that's 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 going crazy almost like yeah. four times a month for that. Yeah. Like I just can't, I can't do it. It's, it's too far. And like, I just can't do it. And I'm at, the, I'm at my limit right now. And <laughs> like the, luckily I, for the seals, I guess like they're generally my default. I still try to make it to some soccer's games. But, like I just have this feeling where I'm pulled there too often. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just can't keep doing it. Yeah. I, so I've missed two games this year. I feel like I've, I feel like I've been absent from the, the seal season, but it just, it's not for any reason other than it's been my Lack schedule of devotion has, to the team. <laughs> it's just uh, I they they suck and uh, I'm not, no, it's just not worked with my schedule. I don't can't think of any reason that w- that would apply to anyone else though. I think it's just particular to myself. Yeah, I mean, I I've only missed one game. I think so. I mean, I'm I'm at 100. percent so. really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's still a blast to me, even when they're losing. I just I like. I, the game is really exciting to watch live still for me. So I, and I think they're bringing in some new fans. I've noticed. I, I, like I see new faces there, and I do think there's gr- a growing core group of our listeners that have meetups and tailgates. Like we had quite a good tailgate last game. Yeah, that was and, really fun. Yeah, I saw you guys all had jeans on. And looked good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice. See, I just like a, the one o'clock just start. A bunch of dads <laughs> clinking cans. And, yeah, I like the one o'clock start because then, you know, Colby's is still going on, and uh, you could just be like, "Hey, honey." Uh, Go buy a sword. Right. Yeah. You know. They have like <laughs> you seven out to the mismatched wrenches <laughs> on a blanket. Yeah. Or something. Get that vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, then you're out of there by three o'clock or whatever. And it's probably more like four. I mean, very pleasant. Like, very pleasant to, to, to get home at four o'clock and have the day in front of you still. Like, it was, it was great. Maybe they. I mean, maybe the move is just to paper the sh- just paper the room like crazy. Go to every high school and just give tickets out. I don't. I mean, yeah, if they're I mean, growing <laughs> the game, you might as well fill the seats, right? But I would yeah. I, if I mean, Joe, if you're listening, just like have four watch parties all over town and just buy out the bar, like I don't and know hand why. out tickets, right? Out they tickets. may not even like. I mean, most people won't know what it is, right? But they'll. I mean, yeah, if you were at a brewery and somebody. And you didn't know you had no idea about what the NLL was, and you were just told, "Oh yeah, this billionaire is paying for your drinks for two hours." Will you watch this game? You're probably going to watch, and you're probably going to go to a few games. Right? Just put them in Loge, you know. Like I'm a season ticket holder, my feelings won't be hurt that you're giving away those tickets. It's fine. I'd I'd be happy about it. Right? It's fine. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I got to bounce, but before we do, Stotts watch. What do we? What? Yeah. What? When do we think he's coming back? So is he coming back? Are we getting worried? <laughs> the teams put a lot of stock in this because every interview I've heard is just wait till Stotts gets back. It's gonna yeah. fix everything. Um, I they put out a video this week, right? It was a uh, like three minutes of his rehab. Yeah, he bought sounds some like bell he peppers. Road back yeah. part two. Yeah, it looks like he's eating nutritiously. Yeah, seemed like it. Uh, said he dropped some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Which this was never reported, but he said he had a setback in the recovery. He did say that. Um, I thought that was concerning. I, I think he's supposed to be back mid middle of 
the next month. We don't know if that includes the setback right. or if the setback pushed that back. I'm sure they would love to have him back for Miramar um, mm-hmm. since there will be a lot of attention on that. But yeah, it's it's just this – I mean, in the video they showed, it was like, yeah, I just started running and, and throwing again, and it feels great. But I was like, oh, no, that's like we're only two or three weeks from when you said he'd be back. Like, Right. What happens when he gets hit by dirty Dane Doby going for his – his ankle fresh it's, it's a physical Dane. game yeah it's a physical game and i you know i don't know that uh the turf at pachanga is the the, the highest grade that you want to well start and he's go a player that invites them. contact i mean you For saw sure. guys draped all over him to try to stop him last year yeah yeah i don't know i'm worried about it stats watch stats watch <laughs> yeah i mean overall they're doing great work with video though do you do you know they could <laughs> you know <laughs> we could talk about that look <laughs> They could throw some money our way because we got some ideas oh, oh, yeah. for some productions for them that I, I think would really be cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with what they're doing, you know, it's good. It's good. I, I particularly liked. I just caught it the 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 video they did for the for Vegas where the guy uh, Berg is like reading something from a movie. What's that movie? Is that Hangover? Hangover. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. It's I didn't good. know what that was. But I was like, <laughs> this is this is high concept. Hi, yeah, I'm it's into good. It. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are going to kill it in Vegas. Look, they're trying. They're yeah. trying really hard. They yeah. are. No. All right. All right, fellas. i got to bounce. You guys going to keep going? Well, I think yeah, we covered we'll everything. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. We keep got going? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So, yeah. Well, we're losing our experienced – I guess we're not going to get into any uh, new stats today no, or, no. or anything like that. But, you know, I do think it's interesting <clears throat> at where the SEALs place is in, in the greater – scheme of San Diego sports, which is something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. I mean, and you guys are, you guys with the kept faith are giving a lot of attention to the loyal and, and what their impact is going to be. Do you think that there's a lot of crossover between the crowds or like, it doesn't feel like, because a lot of this was based on, Oh, we're San Diegans and we need to support our team now that the chargers left. And, And that was kind of one of the things that led to this podcast being created is what happens to that vacuum. Now it's like this fight between these teams, right? I mean, yeah. I don't see a lot of camaraderie between the San Diego teams at this point well, because have, it's cutthroat. I think you have – it's good that we're talking about this because I think you have the, – the big umbrella for most people in town is the Padres, I would say. Right. And then you have the staunch SDSU people who are feeling themselves, rightly so, because they have the undefeated team and, you know, basketball is killing it. But And they they're about to basically get that – deal done Mm -hmm. for mission valley but yeah then there's this greater soccer community and i don't see a lot of like i don't see a lot of conflict with the soccer community and the lacrosse the burgeoning cross lacrosse community um i think a a lot of those guys it seems like they they'll they'll give lacrosse a shot but they you know the the soccer people are so obsessed with celebrating the beautiful game and you know it's soccer's loyal strike force bridge barcada like they that's that's what they're into and they i think it, the stakes are pretty high for that community because if the loyal comes out and doesn't doesn't nail it or doesn't come close to a sellout i mean the fang, the fangs are going to be out I, I don't know how that goes and i feel for those people because they've spent the last few years really fighting for the community to to grow mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't know like it seems like the seals people us are, are like really just down to learn about a new league and like at least for me maybe i'm just speaking for myself but like part of the attraction was i'm starting at ground zero i don't really understand the sport i don't understand this league but this is a top level of athlete for this sport and 
it's fascinating. And I think part of it was the backdrop of what could Joe do for the city if he decided that San Diego was a fertile sports town. Right. Which is, you know, the overall question that, I mean, when we were talking earlier about like how, you know, are the seals doomed or are they, could they relocate or is this, is this going to happen next year? A lot of what I'm really asking is, is was this all like a big marketing uh, exercise or not marketing exercise, but like a, an experiment for like Joe test, to see, yeah. yeah, for Joe to see what he could do here. And did we fail as a community <laughs> or are we failing because we're not showing up like we were last year? In the numbers year? that they and, were hoping for. And, you know, these guys, you know, we talked to Govett last year and it's like, you know, he's used to in Colorado where they're, they're almost selling out or, you know, this is like a completely different you know, a, a completely different setting for him. You know? you know, there's all kinds of interesting case studies in the NLL, though, like where there are some teams that place their arena right downtown, right? Like Pepsi Center in Denver is right in the core. Then you've got like Georgia, like it's in Atlanta, but it's not really in Atlanta. It's like for 35 miles out of town. It is equivalent of putting a, an arena in like Fallbrook. Mm-hmm. And like they're finding success now. Saskatoon in Saskatchewan is like pretty far out of town, pretty far out of downtown, like out past the airport. Like, yeah. and, and so part of me wonders, and I'd heard rumblings that the SEALs are a little interested in an arena of their own, kind of like what the soccers are doing in North Oceanside, where they are kind of. We're, were at least were kind of testing the waters on what they could get done in this county, which tells me that they're probably wanting to grow rather than kind of close up shop as if this was a failed test. Yeah. I mean, what would a, what do you think looking at like what the soccers are talking about doing? What do you, what do you think like a lacrosse only stadium or uh, arena in San Diego would even look like? Are we talking like, Eleven thousand, something like nine thousand. I don't know. I don't Six know. to eight, eight thousand. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I maybe he's just maybe he's just like I liked lacrosse in college. I want to be involved in the game. My son is playing. I like going to the games like when I'm in going. town because I have <laughs> yeah. seen it. He has been at the games. I know, and he he's in those red owner seats with his family, looking happy, other than the the performance on the field, right. I think he's just really jacked on sports. I think he just loves it. And he, you know, for somebody in his, that has the money that he has, you just acquire sports teams, which right. is how you do it. And, and kind of like what we talked about earlier, though, the, the real money in this game for ownership is off the expansion of the league. So mm-hmm. if you close up shop, you're losing out on that cash flow in the future. So, I mean, you're kind of incentivized to just break even, get as close to break even as you can and, and make the real money off the league expansion. So... Mm-hmm. New sponsorship deals, all that stuff. So, well, you know, know, we were, I I don't know. I I, I wonder, I always hated the idea that, like, you know, San Diego doesn't support sports because they have so much to do. And you look at some of these markets, like, like we met Sask Rush fan, and he's a guy living outside of Saskatoon. And I kind of got the feeling from him, like, he goes to Sask games to, like, see other people in the winter you know and i don't maybe that is a thing with some of these markets that are usually pretty strong in hockey like and have hard winners like you just get out of your house and that that's that's a good enough reason i don't know maybe san diego has you know doesn't have that as a as a way to propel people to go i don't know you know i hate i hate the whole like oh well people are just going to go to the beach right yeah the majority of the county doesn't go to the beach 
like if we're being honest, you know, no. there's vast swaths of the county that aren't near the beach that probably go a handful of times per year, right? But I, I will say that I've felt stretched the past couple months in like things going on, sporting events going on. It's it's hard. It's hard and it's competitive. And and for some reason this year feels even more so than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at least we have kids that enjoy it. I mean, did did your daughter like it? Daughter loved it. Yeah. Uh, family loved it. It's just that that time, that one o'clock game was really the sweet spot for families, yeah. at least for me. I think they could do at least three of those a year. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, every there... Sunday game should be at one for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, is there anything else we should cover? I mean, I think that's it. I think we should try to do an episode a little sooner. Maybe we can try to get some of the team personnel onto, yeah. a, onto a podcast. Yeah, maybe after the Miramar game. Yeah, or that'd be great. Like that. So, All right. Well, thanks thanks for listening to Seal City SD. Uh, we got a big month ahead. Let's, let's go Seals. Go Seals. And keep asking, why was Dane Doby suspended? Keep at, yeah. And pick a side, Frank or... Dare mood? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And just Patrick Merrill on the hot seat. These are all hot yeah, topics that we should yeah. all be considering. We should ask him on. <laughs> all right. Cool.